Welcome to Inspire, the Angel Flores podcast, where you'll be inspired, equipped, and entertained. All right, Jessica, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for agreeing to come in and share uh, some time with us. And so, so glad you're here. Uh, let's start out with your story. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? That kind of stuff. Um, all right. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I grew up, I was born in Loveland, Colorado. Um, my family moved to Longmont when I was about, before five, I started kindergarten in, in Longmont. Mm. Um, grew up in Longmont, Colorado, and then um, looked at a lot of places going far away for college and um, realized- were you, Okay, were you an athlete in high school? I was. I was a high okay. school athlete. I uh, I did, well, growing up, I was a competitive jump roper. Oh. <laughs> um, I know, which no one knows about, right? I but, bet I can count on one hand how many people right. I've ever heard say that. Yeah, I did the- How uh, old were you when you started competitive jump roping? Um elementary school, probably first or second grade. I was, uh, in gym I, class or yeah, I started in gym class and then my elementary school hygiene, elementary school, um, in hygiene, Colorado had a jump rope team and, um, shout out to hygiene elementary right? Right. home of the fighting hawks, I hawks. Think, hygiene hawks, hygiene yeah. hawks. All right. Yeah. Population of like 50 people in the whole town. Right. But, <laughs> um, and so I did jump rope I actually joined a jump rope team and I loved it. And then when I when it was going into junior high at that time, which was seventh grade, um, I tried out for a team in Boulder that was more of a competitive team. Okay. And so traveled all over the so world. What's, is that like double Dutch, yeah, that kind of thing? All of it, like double Dutch, like the people you see doing like flips and stuff and the jump ropes. Uh -huh. I, I don't do that anymore. I'm too old, but I used to do that. <laughs> Um, and then like is the there video jump, somewhere there is, video. there is, okay. I can, I can show you video. All right. And then I did like the, the speed jumps and like the double unders where it goes twice underneath uh -huh. you. Wow. Um, yeah. So I did that through high school, which was cool. Cause I traveled all over the world. Um, and I was a world champion in jump rope. And Whoa. so that was pretty cool. But, uh, I never knew that about you. We've yeah. known each other a long time. I know. And you didn't know that. Yeah. But then I also, um, I was also that pretty, would I would my LinkedIn bio if I was you would start off by saying world champion jump roper. I don't even have LinkedIn. Oh, <laughs> I would lead with that. I'd have a shirt. Right there, you go. I'm a world champion jump roper. Where did you go? Where, like where, when you say we traveled? Um, Denmark, Sweden, um, Belgium. Um, let's see where else. All over the U.S., Japan. Um, yeah. Dang, it cool. was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool experience. And, um, I think it's part of what made me love to travel and, and part of actually what shaped my career, um, to work with students who are English learners, because I spent so much time in diverse cultures. And when we traveled like that, we stayed in people's houses. Oh, so wow. I really got to, you like, were the one not knowing the culture, the customs, culture and, language. Yep, yeah. Interesting. So it was yeah. really neat. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now I know, I know some of your story. Uh, your father passed when you were younger. Mm -hmm. So your mom was doing this as a single mom? Yeah. Yeah. My dad died when I was five years old. So right after we moved to, to Longmont and mm -hmm. started in a new place, my father passed away when I was in kindergarten. So right. um, my mom on a high school education only, um, yeah, took care of my brother and I and mm. was our mom and our dad for our whole lives. and and honestly made it look easy. Like I think growing up, my brother and I didn't really know that 
Um, she was struggling it was. Yeah. or it was hard for her. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know. She was an exceptional. Donna yeah. has passed, but she was an exceptional she woman was. for she sure. She was amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so she's doing this and taking you all over the world. Competitive jump roping. Well, she and you thought it was normal. Right. She didn't take me. I mean, this is crazy. But she made it. She possible. let me go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, which is also, I can imagine, must have been hard as a single mom to just let your kid go travel with these teams, right? Wait, like this was in the 80s? Eight, 80s and early 90s, right? Yeah. And she was, I mean, she knew she knew it was the best thing for me. Right. So even though it was probably really scary but for the world her, she was, did it. I mean, the world was very different it back then. It was so then. different. Yeah. You couldn't tell. There was, there was not any instant communication. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, my kid's going to Denmark. Call me when you get there. Right. And she'll hear from you in 30 hours. Right. Or, wow. Or sometimes not even. Like sometimes you couldn't even call, right? Yes. And she'd see me in three weeks and she just did it. How was it? Yeah. Was, brought yeah. some brought some wooden shoes for you, mom. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of what it was. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, yeah. cool. Anyway, so then, so what? Any other sports in high school? Yeah, so in uh, in junior high, I had a, a science teacher who um, I was a pretty chubby kid. Like, despite doing jump rope, I was not the most <laughs> in shape person. And uh, I had this science Shout teacher. Shout out to the chubby people. It's hard, <laughs> man. We're with and you, the science teacher. He said one day you know, I think you look like a runner, which he was straight up lying. Like I did not look like a runner. And uh, he said, yeah, I bet you'd be good you at cross like country. Someone who should run. Right. Maybe. That, <laughs> that's maybe what he more meant. Like, hey, I've heard you, that. you should get going. Um, so I joined cross country and oh, I wow. was the worst, mm. the absolute worst on the team. I was, I was the slowest, but I loved it. Mm. And, uh, and he said, you know, if you want to get good at this, what you have to do is, is work hard and run. Mm. And I was like, I can do that. I, yeah, it's I pretty like, simple. Yeah, yeah. Just keep doing it. I yeah. can just do that. So that summer I worked every single day and I worked so hard. And, uh, and when I went from junior high to high school, he moved up to high school and happened to, and became, and was the high school cross country coach. And I went from being the absolute like worst in tracking cross country in junior high to being one of the top runners and team mm. captain and, um, yeah. And so did cross country and track in high school and then lost some weight. I'm guessing yeah, with all the running ran yes. a lot, lost some weight, um, kept jump roping and then went to college on a track and cross country scholarship. So, you know, I, 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 I've, I've run a lot. I, I wouldn't say a lot. You've run a lot. I've run, I've run a little, uh, I've had the runner's high one time my whole life where I was like, this is fun. The rest of the time. It's the opposite of fun to me, but it is running is interesting though, because anybody, just about anybody can do it. And I mean, there's really low, you know, barrier to entry Mm -hmm. and yeah, you're right. I never thought of it in those terms, but you just keep doing it and you're going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you went to, where'd you go to school? To UNC. All right. Um, here. How'd you pick UNC? Um, initially, like I said, I thought I wanted to go far away. Um, I really, I looked at schools in Texas and different places. Mm. Um, but I also realized like I was a good runner, but I wasn't great and I needed to go and I wanted to keep doing this. Like I Mm. had the motivation to keep going and UNC said, we'll give you that chance. You can Uh, come run. It was a division two school, division two school. And they said, you can come run. So those of you that are from far away, UNC is the real UNC, not North Carolina. It's university of Northern Colorado, the real UNC. That's right. So uh, Jessica went about an hour from home, yeah. 45 minutes, 45 from home. minutes yeah. from home. And, uh, actually 
Um, my mom dropped me off at college, and um, the first time I wanted to go back, I had never driven that far. Um, uh-huh. I had to call her and ask for directions on how to get home. <laughs> no GPS back then. There's no GPS, right? And I didn't know how to get home. In in high school, I was allowed to go 30 minutes in any direction was my mom's rule. You could drive 30 minutes in any direction and no farther. Uh-huh. So I'd never been as far as Greeley. So I wanted to come home and visit my mom. And uh, I go didn't Towards know. the mountains to hit yeah. I-25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she had to give me directions. Um but yeah, I chose UNC to stay close to family and mm-hmm. because I had the opportunity to run and they told me, come, um, you can walk on. Um, a man named Scott Hall was the coach at that time. And he said, prove yourself and we w- we might have money for you. And so I just need an opportunity. Yeah. Just and that's what chance. I needed. Just open, open the door a little bit and I'll uh-huh. find a way. So mm. yeah, earned a scholarship and. And you, what's your, what was your degree in? Um, kinesiology and physical education actually was my, and then I had a minor in Spanish. So, all right. So PE teacher, was that the plan or a physical trainer? Um, PE teacher and my first three years in teaching, that's what I did. I, I taught PE, but, um, oftentimes the, you can't quite fill a position as PE. So they gave me something else. So I taught like, um, ESL at the time, language development, mm-hmm. and uh, started doing that. And I realized, you know what? That's that's this what I love. This is really what like, I want to do. Yeah. PE's fun. It was fun to play games. Dodgeball. Yeah, it was yes, fun. That's the dream, man. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I started elementary PE, um, teaching a little bit of ESL on the side. And then I realized that's actually was what my passion uh, where was. Where were you? Where were you teaching? Started in Brighton um, at North Elementary School. And I loved it. Um, but then I had the opportunity to go Bulldogs, right? Yeah, Brighton Bulldogs. Brighton Bulldogs. And then I had the opportunity to go back to Longmont. And so I taught a couple of years at elementary, central elementary school in Longmont. Mm. And then met my husband. And how'd you guys meet? Oh my gosh, you're the pastor. I don't want to tell you. At a bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan we and met I met at a bar. <laughs> Dan and I met at a hot tub party. All so. right. Well, okay. All right. Equal then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we met at a bar in Denver of all places. So. Okay. Yeah, he what was it uh, called? Um, gosh, what was it called? It was an Irish bar of all places. I can't remember. O'Hanahan's, O'Shanahan's. I don't know. John will remember. He has a better memory than me. <laughs> so yeah, so then uh, we realized we wanted to get married, and one of us needed to move. He How lived long did in Greeley. Oh my gosh, he proposed to me after only six, about six months or so. When you know, you know. John, right? five or six yeah. months, yeah. So, so yeah, so I decided, um, I knew by then that elementary kids were great, but they weren't necessarily my people. Mm -hmm. I liked high school kids. Okay. Um, so I was ready for a career change and I knew I wanted to move to doing ESL at the time, language development. Um, and so it made more sense for me to move back to Greeley. ESL, that's what the programs were called in general back then. English second language. Second language. Yeah. Okay. And now we call it English language development. Okay. Yeah. ELD. ELD Wasn't it ELL for a while? ELL for a while. Okay. CLD. It's been a lot of things, but okay. language development for people who are still learning English. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. So I moved so to Greeley. So you said, I want to do that. Got a job in Greeley doing yep. it. That's why you guys came to Greeley? That's why he was already in Greeley. So made sense for me to move. And mm. so there we are. Cool. Yeah. I don't want to get into too much of his story because I'm going to have him on because he's got some <laughs> crazy things to share. But um, all right. So then you get here. Are you still running, still doing that kind of stuff during that time? Yeah, I was still running, um, just kind of casually running with friends and 
Um, then decided five yeah, K's, that yeah, kind of five stuff. K's, 10 K's coaching. I was coaching, mm-hmm. um, uh, teaching and coaching at Northridge high school here in Greeley at the time. Okay. Um, and realized met a friend and she said, Hey, I just did a marathon. And I was like, sweet. I bet I could do that. Mm. And so decided. Okay. See, to- okay that, let's stop there for a second. <laughs> what do you think the average American for sure? <laughs> The average human being, maybe when they hear, I just did a marathon. Most people would say, that's crazy. <laughs> I was going with that stupid, but yes. <laughs> yeah. That is stupid. What's the matter with you? Right. That is crazy. 26 mile, 26.2. Yeah. Be exact. 26 miles of running. And you said, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I think I'll try. What's the farthest you had run prior to that? Probably a half marathon. So 13 miles. Yeah. So I've probably done about half, but I love a challenge. And mm. I mean, I think I've told you this before. I, I like, I am a weirdo who really legit, I love to work hard mm. and I love, I like to push myself. I was telling someone yesterday, man, I hate rest days. And she was like, nobody hates rest days. And I was <laughs> like, no, I really do. Like, it's so boring, mm. but I like to push myself and like to challenge. So yeah, my mm-hmm. friend said, Hey, I just did a marathon. And I was like, ah, that sounds fun. I'm going to train for that. So, um, I did and I completed the, it was the Denver international marathon, which doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, but where'd you guys run or was it? I kind of through downtown Denver. It hmm. was really, really cool. And I, I did one and, and then I was like, wow, this is awesome. So it was fun. yeah, it was fun. I loved it. Um, and so I thought I should do another one. So did a few of those and hmm. yeah. And then, and then, okay, let's keep going Yeah, because uh, this is why I wanted to talk to you. Uh, How did you get involved in triathlons and Ironman specifically? So, well, so I, I, the first way was, so I, I did the Boston marathon and the year it was record setting heat. It was awful. And as I finished, I kind of messed up my knee a little bit. And so I realized, you know, I might have to think of some other things besides running to do here. Um, And so I had a couple of friends who ran with me, but also did triathlons. And I thought I should try that. Hmm. Um, But I didn't have a bike. Um, I mean, I had like an old bike from Walmart, right? um, right, but I didn't have a good bike. And I also 10 speed, right? Yeah. yeah, Like the $69 one from Mm -hmm. Walmart. So I was like, I probably should get a bike. Um, and then also I didn't really know how to swim. Hmm. Um, I could swim, but not competitively. Um, you could stay alive. I could stay alive and, and mm-hmm. have fun, but not, not really swim. So a um, friend of mine is the swim coach at Greeley West. So mm-hmm. he agreed to take me to a pool and teach me how to swim enough um, that I could get going. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I had some money from some extra job what I'd done or name? something. Uh, Colin Shea. Big shout out to Colin Shea. All right. <laughs> He's the best coach. He's mm-hmm. so good. But uh, so he taught me to swim, had a little extra money. So I bought a bike and a girlfriend of mine was doing a triathlon. And so I said, hey, can I get a ride with you? And and jumped in and and just did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, how far was that one? What it was, was just a distance? sprint. So it was it was just a sprint. Yeah. <laughs> it was short. Um, a uh, about a half mile, not quite a half mile swim, probably like five or six hundred meters. And then, um, the bike ride was maybe 15 miles, I think. Okay. And then the run was a 5k three miles. Yeah. yeah. 
But up to that point, before I walked to the starting line, I had never, ever been in open water to swim. <laughs> so, in fact, growing up. So, those up, of you that are listening, there are different kinds of sprint triathlons. <laughs> and some, you do the swimming in a pool, which is very safe. Yeah. Some, you do it in open water. And in Colorado, the open water is cold mm-hmm. because it's basically melted snow, recently melted snow. Um, so swimming in open water in Colorado means you're swimming in a big lake and steep people. It was steep. Can die for sure. Yeah. Right. You had never done it. No. First time you got in open water. Were you wearing a wetsuit? I was wearing a wetsuit. Okay. I had borrowed one from a friend. <laughs> I didn't even own one. Um, and growing up, um, my husband will tell you, I was terrified of open water, mm. terrified. Like even as a kid, We would go to lakes. I remember even going to the park and I didn't want to run in sprinklers because it came from lake water. Like that's how scared (laughs) I was of open water. And so what was, what was it about that? uh, Was it just the, like, did you you see a scare? Did you watch Friday the 13th and Jason came out or no, I've never seen that movie, but, um, I think it was, I couldn't see it's So murky. Okay. The water's really murky. Mm -hmm. Um, and even like my brother and I once went snorkeling and I screamed and cried the whole time because I was so scared Didn't of see. the open water, even though I don't know, like I just was really scared. I was kind of fearful. Everybody has their <laughs> own anxieties for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was a fearful kid, but I had also just decided at that point, like I'm done being scared. I'm mm. over this. Like I, I can't let fear rule my life. Mm. And Love that. so yeah, so it's like, all right, well, there's one way to go is pay for the entry fee. Have you fee. ever been to the ocean at night? Yeah. That is scary. That's scary. That's really scary. Although I will tell you, it's pretty cool to swim in the dark now. Like now that I'm more used to it, I uh-huh. kind of like swimming in the dark. Yikes, okay. It's weird and scary, yeah, but also weird. pretty cool. But yeah. You're tougher than me for sure. So so I just uh, started that triathlon and jumped into the water and went. and just went for it. And, and yeah, and I actually won my age division mm, in that first cool. one. Um, it might've been the only one I've ever won my church, but, but at the very Doesn't first, matter. <laughs> and it totally got me hooked. Nowhere to go, but down from there. huh? Right. And so I got home from that one and I told my husband, this was so much fun. I love it. I'm going to sign up for an Ironman. And so, um, I did. Wait, I did. so, so you went from a sprint triathlon to an Ironman. Yeah. Yeah, I signed up that night for an Ironman, and then I thought, well, I should probably do a half Ironman in the middle. So I signed up for a half Ironman and an Ironman that evening, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Now you guys see why I wanted to have Jessica on. (laughs) Okay, so the the distance, what are the distances in an Ironman? You start out swimming? 2.4 miles. 2.4 miles. And then the bike rides. Let's not gloss over that. Yeah. You're swimming 2.4 miles. Yeah. Many people could not walk or run 2.4 miles. Yeah. Swimming 2.4 miles is I, really hard. I couldn't do the 0.4 miles of that. <laughs> yeah, it's a really far All swim. Right. So 2.4 miles. And it's it's open water because it's, there's no pools. I mean, obviously. Yeah. That. Open water, um, 112 mile bike ride, and then a marathon. So 26.2 mile run. Just to finish it off. Just, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I signed up for that. John Collins is the guy that. Started Iron yeah, Man, yeah. isn't he? John uh-huh. Collins. He was like a Navy SEAL yeah. or some. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I loved, I always loved this quote. You can quit and nobody will care. But you'll always know. I actually, yeah, I have that hanging in, in my office. And then um, it's actually saved on my computer. A lot of mm. times it's my screensaver on my computer. It's a yep. good one. Yeah. Yep. 
I had that hanging around my house when I did a, I, the longest I've ever done was a, a sprint. And I had that hanging around yeah. while I was training. Cause I was so scared of the open water too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Swimming in like in the Boulder Lake. When you, when you put your face down in the water, it's just orange. Yeah. It's just, it's just like just this murky. cloudy yeah. orange. You don't see yeah. anything. And that was scary. But yeah, yeah. John Collins, shout out to him. Anyway. So, so, yeah. so you signed up for both. I signed in up one for night. Both. In one night, the full <laughs> Ironman was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and I signed up for... What did your husband think of this? He knows you already, obviously. I know. But. I know. He just said, yeah, you, yeah, go for, it. go for it. Yeah. I mean, he's, I'm, I have a great He obviously husband. did not say, I'll do it with you. Yeah. No, he said, <laughs> he said, I would come watch. <laughs> he said, I'll bring the girls. We'll I'll bring come the watch, snacks. Right? <laughs> But never once did he say I'm into. He just right. said, "Yeah." So, what year was the first one? Oh, that was 2000. I think about 2011. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and then I signed up for this half Ironman in New Orleans. All right. Um. Convinced my friend to do the half Ironman with me, but I couldn't. I didn't convince anyone to do the full with me. So. Did the training all by myself, which is a lot wow. of training. It's it was lonely sometimes, but um, I would get friends who'd be like, "Yeah, I'll run with you." Or um, I had some other people I knew who'd done an Ironman, so it always felt doable to me because I knew mm. other people. Mm. Um, and but yeah, so I went to New Orleans with a friend of mine. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, the swim was in Lake Pontchartrain. I mean, that's, which is like an ocean. It's like ocean oh, wow. swimming, which I had never done. And it's warm, I'll bet. It was pretty warm and it was, it's dirty. Like we got out of there and, and we wiped the oil off of our skin with oh, towels. It was gosh. nasty. And, and to start the race, like we, neither of us had ever been in waves before, like in ocean waves. Yeah. And it was, it was windy and not great weather to start the wave. You had to start the race. You had to jump off a dock and into this murky wave water and then, and then try and, and start. just go. Yeah. It was crazy. So we finished, it was super fun. Um, uh -huh. and then, uh, yeah, did, did my first full Ironman and, and I loved it. I so loved it. I want to talk a little bit about your, cause I know some of your training yeah. regimen and stuff, but, um, have you listened to David Goggins or have mm -hmm. you ever read any of his stuff? No, he was, he was, he's the only guy that completed Navy SEAL BUDS training and is also a Army Ranger. Wow. And so his story, you know, he was like 350 pounds and got sick of it and decided to join the military. And, you know, he's, yeah. a, he's a, so he, uh, he showed up at a, at a race one time. It was a hundred mile race, ultra marathon. And he was not a runner. The most he had ever run was 10 miles and he did it. Yeah. And he's bleeding and, you know, whatever. So he, he's, he's a, he's a, phenomenal test case for humanity. But anyway, one of the things he said that he aspires to be is exceptional among exceptional people. And when he said that, I thought of you because when you're around, when you're around other triathletes, it doesn't feel as scary or as yeah. intimidating to the average person. They're all like, you guys are insane, right? Talk a little bit about that. What do you think the dynamic is? When you said, well, I was around other people and, and they had done it. So it seemed doable. Like talk about that for a second. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that, that is always, I mean, 
it's interesting because, yeah, when you hear other people doing something, then you're like, I can too, right? right? Or at least I'd like to try. I mean, that's always my attitude is, hey, let's try this. Let's do something new. Why not? Yeah. Um, And so they, I don't know what that is. And, that, but what but I- Putting I, yourself in those circles. Yeah. Is what does it that. It helps, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what's interesting is I've now that, because I have this, this group that really inspired me to do it, right? And made me feel like I could- and so I've really tried to be that for other people mm. and uh, have talked a couple of friends into doing an Ironman too, just because they're like, well, if she can, I bet I could. Mm. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, there's a song that I heard once that I love that, that lyric of if, if I can, you can too. Right. Like mm. just that idea that like, why not? I'm not right. a particularly great athlete. Like I'm not super special or super talented. It, just need to work hard. And that was the advice I got from a friend of mine. I remember when I was going to do my first Ironman, she said, all you have to do is decide at the beginning that you're going to finish. Mm. Decide at the beginning of the training. Yeah. At the beginning of the training, decide like, how far do you want to take this? Like, Mm. um, and, and she said, and then at the beginning of the race, right before you get in the water, you say to yourself, I'm going to finish this today. Mm. And and then it's going to get awful. Right. And it did. Right. Like yeah. it got off. It gets awful multiple times in an Ironman. Like the last one I did, I was in a ditch in pouring rain in six inches of mud, changing a tire That's awful. on my bike, yeah. sobbing. Right. And, and I thought to myself, I, I was going to, I'm going to finish this. Mm. So I did, mm. I did. It was a disaster and it wasn't my best time, but I finished because I made that decision at the end, at the beginning that, I'm going to see this through. Yes. Right. And I think like, did you ever, do you ever ask yourself, or so you're riding your bike in the pouring rain Oh, God. for fun? Oh yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like right. this is no, you don't have to do this. Right. It was so you're dumb. Choosing to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dumb idea. But, you, but do you ever just think to yourself, what am I doing? Oh yeah. Why am I doing, 100%. what's the matter with me? Right. Like talk about like, how do you process through that kind of right? A hundred percent. talk I mean, that is something you think all the time, like, why am I even doing this? But then like, I know this is where I'm going to need to use your Kleenexes, but (laughs) this is, I mean, this is the answer to that. So the other day I was, I was running with my friend and I'm telling her she's about to do her first Ironman. So we're training together. Right. And, uh, and I was saying, you got to bring your kids. They need to see you finish. She has little boys. And Mm. I said, you got to bring your kids. Um, and I was telling her about, you know, it's so important for them to see what it looks like to set a goal and work and sacrifice and mm. see somebody see it through to the end. Mm. Right. And like, and she said to me, you know, I see that in your girls mm. and they're teenagers now. Right. And, and she said, um, I just see that in your kids and how hard they work. And, and I was like, and that's why. Right. Mm. I do it so that my kids can see that example. Right. That hard work does pay off every time. And you don't need to be the best or the smartest or the fastest or whatever. But if you just work hard yeah. and show up every single day. Don't quit. I mean it's right. a, it's you such a quit. such a cliche. You don't quit. Don't quit. Right. But I mean that's really that's it. I mean yeah. that's the answer. There's though. something about grit. Right. And and so I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to finish this today. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's interesting. That's, that's the advice I've given everyone as they say, they're going to try something. I always say just, you just make the decision at the end, at the beginning that you're still going to be in it at the end. 
Mm. And I mean, that advice, really that advice that probably the woman who gave it to me probably just gave it offhand, right? And wasn't even thinking about it. That has carried me through so many things, not just triathlons, but like when work gets hard, when life Mm. gets hard, like I'm going to see this through. I'm going to finish this. Yeah. So that is so good. How, um, how old are the girls? They're um, 16 and 14. 16 and 14. Yeah. Very important yeah. window yeah. Uh, in their lives. Yeah. So formative, so important. And, you know, as a parent, your kids don't see all your struggles. And they shouldn't. <laughs> they right? should. Kids right. shouldn't feel the weight of bills. And, and they, they need right. to understand that's how the life works and all that. But at the same time, they don't need to carry any of that weight. Mm-hmm. But it, so there, this is a very tangible way that they can watch mom struggle and overcome. Yeah. And then, you know, as young women too, there's so many things out there with body image and and all of these things. So I love that they can see their mom who doesn't look perfect in any way and that they can be out there and seeing all of these women and men of different shapes and sizes all out there doing that. Like in my mind, having them see that, and I just go do the thing, right. whatever the thing is, go do yeah. the thing. It doesn't matter yeah. the the body shape that God gave you. Just go do the thing. Yeah. You can do it. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's good. That is yeah. so good. Um, how many have you done now? Um, I'm training for Ironman number six. Wow. So when is it completed? Five. Um, the end of October. Where, where's it at? California in Sacramento. Okay. So, yeah. Super excited. Where are you going to swim there? Um, it's actually, oh, this is gonna be the best. It's a downriver swim. So you swim with the current. Whoa. I know. So a little extra push there, but hmm. yeah, that'll be cool. Yes. Yeah, so that'll be really cool. And Cause running downhill is not awesome. Not awesome. But, but swimming, swimming down with the current, yeah, that, sounds, that is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where have the other ones been? Do you remember? Um, yeah. So I did one in Coeur d'Alene. Um, and you did that one by yourself? By myself. Um, and that one was cool. That's a very, very hilly, hilly, hilly course. If you've ever been to Coeur d'Alene, you can imagine. Idaho's, and, you know, Idaho is beautiful. It is gorgeous. And I don't know why. I don't know why it's so, I don't know how populated it is. It doesn't seem very populated no. to me. It is incredibly beautiful. Anyway. It's so, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And the water was bath water clear. It was cold. Oh. It was about uh, 60 degrees. It was cold. Oh. Um, but the water was clear. You could see everything. Um, and then the next two were both in Boulder when there mm. was a full Ironman here. So that was fun to do it right in our own backyard. Cool, yeah. Um, and then they did Ironman Texas. Um, and then the last one I did was last year. I did Ironman Tulsa <laughs> in pouring rain <laughs> on and off pouring rain for hours upon hours. Talk a little bit. Jessica, about your um, morning routine <laughs> and what time you get up to train and kind of how you fit it in your, because you have a very busy life. Yeah. Your um, director of, well, you, it was. up until very recently, yeah. were the director of the English Language Learners Program in District 6, yeah. large school district in Colorado, a large school district in Colorado. Now you're the new... Assistant principal at Greeley Central High School. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I just took a major career jump. Yeah. A different different environment. Really exciting. Yeah. Really cool. Um, so you have a full life. You have, you're married. You've got two very active kids. How do you find time to train? Talk about your schedule. 
I get up really, really early. My husband would tell you I get up when other people are going to bed. Um, the people listening don't really know what you mean by early. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, 3 a.m. I get up 3. at 3 a.m. Um, and I, I take a few minutes when I get up, um, hang out with my dog for a moment, kind of wake up, and then um, and then start working out either depending on if I'm training for an Ironman or doing something or not head to the gym or maybe um, in the basement and riding my bike on the trainer. Um, a lot of times right now with the Ironman, I'm getting in two workouts a day, um, sometimes three. So like this morning I did a bike ride and then a swim. Um, and How so long was a bike ride. Uh, it was, I did it by minutes. So it was uh, 75 minutes. Okay. And then how long would it, how, how far would you go in a typical 75 minute bike? Oh, ride? that's hard to say. Um, probably like 20 some miles, 25 okay. something. Um, and then, uh, we did a swim. It was about 2,800 meters in, in the lake. So, so for Americans, how far is that? Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I don't know. <laughs> Can't do math. I don't know. Cause a mile is like 1500 yeah, meters. Like it's a good math problem for someone yeah, to figure out. So mile and a half, maybe so, yeah, close a little to two over miles. A mile and a half. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. So there are um, people listening that know that. Yeah. There are people like, listening. Are My so husband dumb. knows Americans the answer. Are dumb. Right there. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know the answer. Um, yeah. Long, long swim for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, Come home, you know, like when it's school time, um, spend a little time with my kids, make sure they're out of bed, ready to go. Um, especially having two teenagers, that's a challenge every single morning. Um, and then, uh, you know, coffee and breakfast and, and walk the dog and out to, out the door into work. Do you, do you, I don't want to, I've never asked a woman this. How many calories do you consume when you're training? Okay. So straight up, I don't really focus and I don't know that. I don't know the answer. I really do you just eat whatever you want? Ah, uh, no. I mean, I'm careful mm -hmm. and I try not to eat too much junk food, but I also believe everything in moderation and um, I love food. And so <laughs> I don't restrict my diet a lot. And I, I mean, I'm careful and I, I don't eat a ton of junk, but I also love cake and cookies and all those things. So I eat those. Um, mm, so do I. And I try to show my kids that you can eat and enjoy food in moderation. Yeah. And I mean, I don't weigh myself. I don't do those things because I want to be that example that if you're healthy and you're active and, and you really try for balance. And you can tell by the way you your clothes it. fit. And, right. Yeah. Right. You can do that. You know, a number on a scale doesn't have to define you and mm, a number good. of calories, right. Doesn't have mm -hmm. to define you. So, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know how many so calories. You don't do those Michael Phelps, 12,000 no. calorie. No, no, no. But I, I am you've got to be burning a lot of calories, You're burning a lot, especially with training. And so I try to make sure I have three meals and then at least two snacks throughout the day too. Right. just, but trying to be healthy as I can, right. although, but also, also burning a ton of calories. Yeah. And I have a candy dish in my office. So, so I visit that every day. <laughs> we used to have one here and I don't know what happened to it. I'm a little salty about it. How, when you're, when you, when you're off mm -hmm. and you're not training for a race, you just go to the gym. You. Yeah. I, I love working out. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, and it's interesting. Cause a lot of people say like, man, I, I hate working out. Like I love it. And mm -hmm. it, it makes me a better, it makes me better. It makes me able to regulate my stress and emotions. Mm -hmm. And, and it's kind of like the way that I process. And, um, 
one of my friends jokes that we go so early that we can call it ladies night and uh, <laughs> like it's our ladies night time together, yeah. right? Like when you're, when you're a working parent and, and you're trying to be a good, a good wife and a good mom, you don't often have a ton of time to just hang out with friends. So really working out is, is my girlfriend time too. Mm. So I love it, but yeah, it's a little more unstructured, still running, um, take some classes at the gym and things like that, but I still go at least six days a week. Do you still get up at 3 a.m. when I, you're? Yeah. I like getting up early. I mean, I've kind of gotten time myself. Time you go to bed? Not early enough. Uh, 9, 9.30. Okay. So yeah. six hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you I mean, and Elon Musk, six <laughs> hours. <laughs> so yeah. are, you, are you one of those people who falls asleep the instant your head hits the pillow? Well, I... I try to read a little bit each night, but sometimes there's a lot of reading and sometimes there's a book on my face in two minutes and my husband comes in later and plucks the book off my face and turns off the light. Um, but yeah, I do fall asleep pretty fast and um, I struggled. I, I struggled to, to read, to discipline myself, to sit down and read. And then we started doing audible mm, and yeah. it was, I don't listen to the, music much in my car anymore. I listen to books. Yeah. And that was a major game changer. Cause I, I like I'd get in bed and I'm going to try and uh, I'm out. Out. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. So let me, let's just change gears. Uh, a couple other questions. What's the best, uh, what's the best compliment you've ever received and what's an insult you received that you're proud of? So, um, I think they're actually the, the same almost. So I had this amazing track coach in high school. His name was coach Mac and uh, I still keep in touch with him today. And I remember he told me once, um, you don't have a ton of natural talent, but that's okay because you work harder than anyone else. Mm. And, um, and I just have always kept that with me. Like mm. you don't have a ton of natural talent. And, and I remember cause he was, he saw, I was frustrated that like, these other girls were winning and and he said, but it's okay. Mm. You work harder. You'll yes. get this in the end. And, and I think about that a lot now, right? Like how many of those people that I knew that had a ton of natural talent, they aren't even working out anymore. They aren't running. That's, that's yeah. Right? There's a diamond doesn't. Yeah. Oh. But hard work matters in the end. And he <clears> taught <throat> me that. I mean, I was so lucky. He taught me that as a sophomore in high school. Mm. So I heard a quote once that said, Hard work will beat talent every time when talent fails to work hard. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So again, like that's one of those that kind of both fell into the same. So in the in the middle of all this, Jessica, what do you hope people, when they think, you know, each of us someday are going to pass from this planet, right? right? We're all, mortality rate is still 100%. We're right. all, none of us are getting out of here alive. What are you hoping people will remember you for as you hoping that legacy looks like? Um, I want people to remember that, um, that I made a difference. Um, not, and you know, maybe not a huge difference, but I've certainly changed some lives mm. in some children, uh, yes. that I've taught in, in our school district and, and in our community. And, um, I hope that someday someone says I did it, you know, like, if she can, I could too. And I did it because I saw her do it and she, mm. she motivated me. So I, I hope that, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I want my kids to think I'm a great mom. I hope my right. husband remembers me as a great wife. I mean, yes. my dog's definitely going to think I'm awesome. <laughs> he thinks I'm awesome anyway. Um, but yeah, I hope people say, 
you know, she, she inspired me to do, to do this, whatever mm. it was. But, and I hope, Try, yeah. yeah, I hope people say that, um, you know, that I, I worked really hard and I, I showed up every day, mm. right. It showed up and gave it my all every single day. You certainly inspired me and gave me the guts to do a <laughs> four triathlons. <laughs> I'm now retired. You <laughs> <laughs> can come out of retirement. It's never too but, late. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you certainly have inspired me. Uh, I want to. There's another question I wanted to get on, and then we'll have a couple more. And we'll be wrapping up. But um, if you had a Mount Rushmore monument of your life, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. We all have. We should hope. Hopefully, we have people that mm-hmm. there, there's no such thing as self-made. Right. I, I think it's silly when people. We all stand on the shoulders of people who went ahead of us, right? You right. certainly had a you know young widowed mom mm-hmm. who, I mean, she made it happen. Yeah. And did not let you guys lack mm-hmm. or even know that she was struggling right. or whatever. Right. Incredible lady. We all have so so. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore that you just think, man, those people. Uh, they all contributed to who Jessica is now. Um, I mean, my mom would be the first one, right? She just, my goodness, like you want to talk about someone who sacrificed for her children. Mm. Um, I mean, if I could be half the mom she was, then I would, I would be satisfied. She's, she was incredible. Um, so she would be one of mine. And then my other one would be, um, coach Mac, my track coach Mm. who, who just taught me that that hard work wins every single time and who every time something was difficult in my life, he was there when there was something positive, he was there to celebrate. Like he was, he was incredible. And then honestly, the third one, um, I had this, a a student who I've shared with you before was the reason we started coming to church. Mm. Um, his name was Abdiel Morales and, uh, he died in a car accident. Um, and, uh, he was a tough kid and I'm sure his mom's 15 years old, yeah, I 15 yeah. years old. And, um, young man was, he struggled. He was, he was in a Had gang a hard life for sure. Yeah, yes. In a gang and, and couldn't read very well. That's why he was in my class. Um, and, and when he passed away, um, you know, I just, I remember watching his mom and I, <laughs> But going to his funeral is what, in the end, brought our family to God, mm-hmm. right? And I just think all the time about his life was not in vain. And mm-hmm. he would have been the one. He'd be my third one on, you know, on Mount my Rushmore, Mount Rushmore yeah. because he didn't just change my life. He changed the trajectory of my entire family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. That's really yeah. good, yeah. He's his uh he did his funeral at yeah. our old location and it was, oh, it was packed yeah i mean it was yeah it was awful anytime a young person passes it's it's exceptionally difficult but mm-hmm. I, i'll never forget people were standing in the hallway looking in the windows it was so full yeah yep cool so a uh, couple couple more okay one thing that uh I'm going to ask you, what have you done that I should do? Oh, I know. I thought that was, that's a good question. Um, I have lots of suggestions. <laughs> Start getting up at 3 a.m. I was going to say, it better um, not be involve any races or. <laughs> so, well, 
So one of the coolest things I've done is I did the escape from Alcatraz triathlon. Mm. Um, and I, I would tell anyone you should do that, right? Because the feeling of swimming in the Pacific Ocean is unlike anything else. You start on Alcatraz <laughs> Island? They die, They drive you out on a boat, boat you out, mm-hmm. um, and then you have to jump off the boat. And it's about probably a 25-foot drop, I would guess, 20, 25-foot drop. Holy smokes. And, uh, and they, they count you out, and they go one, two, three, jump, and you have that long to jump, right? So um, you jump into the water, and you have to jump with your arms out because you have to pop back up fast enough or the next person will jump on top of you. Oh and then you gosh. start swimming. And uh, so you hit that water and you got to go and it's cold. Like it's in the fifties. So you hit the water and you just go and the current's strong. Um, but it was just such a cool experience. How long is the swim? Uh, A mile, maybe like 1.4 or 1.7 miles. It also depends on how you hit the current and if you swim right, because there's no buoys. So you have to mark by what's on shore, which I've never done because I hadn't swum in the ocean before that day. Um, which was, so you have to, Pick your head up. Those listening, what that means is as you're swimming, you have to pick your head up. In, in a pool, people mark with the, the lines on the bottom yeah. of the pool. I never knew that's what they were for. Yeah. Until I started swimming. Yeah. Right. So then, but as a, in open water, you have to pick your head up and find a tree or a building or something yeah. or else you get yelled at and, hey, you're off course. Right. And, yeah. Or you're, or you just like in the case of this race, you end up a half mile farther than what you should have. Right. Oh, yeah. Um. So Yeah. It was just, um, I just remember at one point in the swim, I stopped and, and I looked one way and all you could see was ocean. And then I looked the other way and you could barely see the shore. And I just sat there for a minute and I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever done just to be out in the middle of the ocean. It was so cool. And then see, that's not what I would have been thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking this is terrifying. What am I doing? What's the matter with me? Why well, am I doing yeah. This? I mean, those things too. And then I yeah. thought people talk about sharks. I should probably keep swimming. <laughs> yeah. And so I did keep going. And then, I mean, just the bike ride through the hills of San Francisco is mm. my favorite. It's my favorite big city. And then the run was part on the beach and like went up some crazy long staircase. And oh, wow. it was just cool. beautiful. Yeah. Like just one of the coolest, just such a cool have race. A sprint version of that. that oh. You have to just do the big one. Yeah. But it's real fun. Let me pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two more questions. All right. uh, one, are you successful? What does that word mean to you? Everybody's trying to be, everybody right. wants to be successful. We all, you know, head out trying to do the thing, whatever the thing is, right? Do you feel, what do you think that word means? And do you think you're successful? I mean, if success meant, you know, will I be a millionaire? No, never. But, um, for me, success is, I mean, if I, if I died tomorrow, um, would, w- would people have said I made a difference? Mm. And my answer to that is yes. So I think, yes, I'm successful. I've been able to overcome fear and try things I never thought I could do. And I've been able in my very small corner of the world to make the world better place for at least a few people. Yes. Right? How many years were you in the classroom with? English language learning 18, students. 18. 18. Um, before That's a I generation moved. of people. Yeah, right. I mean, you've, you've impacted an entire generation of families. Yeah. Hundreds of students, maybe more. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been able to make a difference. Mm. And, and so, yeah, my answer is yes. And um, I think I've, I've helped to inspire some people to do things they wouldn't have otherwise done. Mm. That's 
great. Yeah, great, great definition. Last, where have you seen God in all of this? Oh, um, every single time I was thinking about right career wise, every single time it's time to make a career change. Um, it feels like God is the one whose hand is in it and, and mm. just makes the direction so very clear. Mm. I mean, that certainly happened right now as I switched to this new job that it just, the the doors kept opening and the confirmation kept happening that like, yep, you're still doing the right thing. Um, mm. I have the tendency, weirdly, where I like to try other things and I'm not afraid to try new things. Job-wise, I tend to stay too long and get comfortable. Mm. And so- We all do. Right? Yeah. And so it's- Change is scary. Change especially can be scary. If I've learned that I like change if I am, if it's my idea. Yeah. But if it's being imposed on me, even a little, even by God or anybody right. else, it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. But that's one place. And then the other thing, I see God every time that I'm not scared to try something. Right. Mm. Like in my mind, that's that's my faith saying I and I have this this bracelet that says my faith is stronger than my fear. Mm. And I wear that all the time and just think, right? Like that's that's the thing I have to believe that every mm. single time my faith is stronger than my fear. That is good. I love that. Cool. Well, thank you, Jessica. Thanks. Thank you for Thanks. being here. I know everybody heard this is encouraged. So uh, I will put a way to contact you in the show okay. notes if anybody wants to get a hold of you. Right. If anybody wants to try a triathlon, um, he's the one. So <laughs> thank you for being here. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.